Angie and Janelle podcast, your daily mood booster. Ottawa's Move 100. Good morning, everyone. Monday morning. Good morning, Janelle. Good morning. No good morning to Stu. He decided to not join us today. (laughs) (laughs) He's taking a day off. Uh, Just want to start right out of the gate with a big, slow, big clap (laughs) for this city, this community. Honestly, every year we say it and it sounds repetitive. We're so amazing here in Ottawa. The Ottawa people are so generous. But yesterday, uh, as many of you know, was the annual Chio Telethon, and it was Chio Weekend. Lots of stories are being shared, some inspirational stories, some outright miracles that happen every day from that hospital that we are so lucky to have right here in our city. But yesterday, from 1 to 7, people were dancing on their heads and answering phones trying to get some more money. And it paid off. Holy yeah. smokes. A record-breaking year for our 39th edition. I know. So, I mean, you think about the year that we've had and how tough, you know, the past couple of years mm-hmm. have been on people. I mean, we are getting through pandemic still and trucker convoys and everything else in our city. And yet... Everyone still rallies. And yesterday, at the end of that telethon, they announced this record $11,818,771. What? (laughs) Almost $12 million raised. It's unbelievable. Yeah. So with that money, ensuring the health and well-being of children right across eastern Ontario will continue and thrive. So on Friday, some of you may remember, we were trying to sell our own selves. Yeah, we were uh, <laughs> selling the show. Stu, Angie, and I wanted to come out and, uh, you know, broadcast from your business. And that went to the highest bidder, which we thought was only going to be one company. <laughs> yeah, so Altus Recruitment was like, we're in. We want you to come broadcast from our place for the morning. We'll buy you. Throwing in $5,000. dollars Mm-hmm. Like, great. Amazing. Perfect, amazing. There's our contribution. Here you go, Chio, five grand. And then, like, at the very end of the show, at the 11th hour, we had a secondary company come in and go, you know what? We really love to do this. And instead of leaving that money on the table and going, oh, no, sorry, we're already sold, we said, We'll come to you too. Yeah. So they matched the $5,000 donation and Quick Top Countertops is the second location we'll be at. So yeah. we'll be doing two live broadcasts. $10,000 that mm-hmm. we raised just Friday morning. So there you go. There's our contribution to the $11 million that the rest of you threw into the pot and the big winner in the end, Chio, of course. Woo. When you think useless, think of Stu. Hey, everybody. Welcome. Welcome. It's Stuntman Stu's useless fact of the day on Move 100. So Stu is off today, but he has done his homework and he's submitted his useless fact for you. We will just deliver what he has given us. Don't nothing shoot more, the messenger. Nothing less. <laughs> <laughs> but as always, you text in your scores to ten zero thirty on a scale of one to ten. What you rate this fact? Did it change your life in any way, shape, or form? Uh, and as always, he will check the scores. All right, this is what he's given us to work with today. Did you know that bread? goes stale in the fridge six times faster than at room temperature. Hmm. Do you keep your bread in the fridge? We do. You do? Um, We don't eat a lot of bread. So Mm. if we have a loaf, like it it will keep longer. It might go kind of stale in the fridge, but Mm -hmm. at least it won't mold. I find that it it will mold before we finish it if we leave it out on the counter. Just because we simply don't, we hardly eat it. I can't do uh, bread on the counter anymore because some weeks my family wants so much bread yes. and other weeks they don't want any bread. So I have to keep it in the freezer and we just have to take pieces out as we go and 
use uh, them in the toaster or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we never have fresh bread sandwiches ever. <laughs> we, we only have toasted anything because I have to keep everything in the freezer. Yeah. yeah. Or else I'd lose so much in food. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So like... But I've I, never in my life put a loaf of bread in the fridge. Ever. I started doing it when I went to college. Because, again, it would take me forever to get through it. And, I mean, freezer space is a bit of a premium. It fits into, like, our fridge a lot easier than it does our freezer. So do you find it stale, like, if you're trying to have a sandwich? I mean, it's not great, but it's all... (laughs) Like it's, it's at, I don't know, it's at the end of the day, it's better than food going moldy. True. I hate food going to waste. Oh, I know, it's so, the worst. Yeah. yeah. All right, so did we know this? What do we think about this useless fact? What are you going to give his fact today? I mean, everyone knows you're supposed to keep your bread out. You're mm-hmm. not supposed to put it in the fridge, so I'm not surprised. <laughs> I think I'm only going to give this a five this morning. How about you? Uh, yeah, you know what? I was thinking the same kind of thing, but um, we're being generous, apparently. <laughs> As I quickly take a look at the text coming into 10 uh, that fact was stale, Stu. <laughs> <laughs> giving it a three this morning. Oh, yeah. Um, okay, Dad's a little Finlander. This has been an argument in my family and says I think that's a seven, though. Mm. Uh, Hall of Famer's Ghost Rider and his dad, Pierre the Dehydrated Frenchman. What kind of crazy people put their fr- bread in the fridge, he says. Me, I do. <laughs> I do. But they're giving it a ten, so there you go. Uh, yeah, we've got an eight, but why in the fridge? Ours is in the bread bin, in the cupboard. Bread here is so sweet on comparison to the UK's. That's it's from the wannabe Canadian. Oh, you text her, giving him okay. an eight this morning. Uh, Cranky Craig says, I learned that on the Big Bang Theory. Oh, okay. <laughs> Said it was not really mind-blowing, giving it a three. Mm. Mm. Yeah. All right. Can be useful, especially with today's grocery prices, yet still kind of useless as far as facts goes. From Goldilocks in Avalonia. Wow. That's a, that's a new texture as well, giving him a solid uh, uh, seven this morning. Diva Klaus says that is a stale, toasty fact, Stu. <laughs> giving it a seven this still morning. Still a seven, though. Yeah, okay. still seven. <laughs> bad. Move mornings with Stuntman Stu, Angie, and Janelle on Move 100. What's trending? Well, it's a Monday morning, and if you're going to grab your coffee, maybe going through the Timmy's drive through today is the day that you could try the new Beebs Brew. Oh, ho, ho. Mm-hmm. It launches today at Tim Hortons restaurants across North America. And if you like a cold brew like Justin Bieber does, he uh, is a big fan of what he's come up with. So this, uh, he loves a cold coffee. He He's admitted that before in the past. So this iced coffee basically is like vanilla. It's steeped for 16 hours to get this bold, smooth flavor they brag about. Um, but also coming back with the Beebs brew is the Tim Beebs. Oh, as of today. Okay, mm-hmm. so uh, bets on whether or not it's going to sell out because yeah. it always sold. It sold out the first time. Couldn't find them. Yeah. Couldn't find them anywhere. Okay. So the other thing that they've launched is this limited edition stainless steel Beebs brew tumbler that you can purchase. Co-created by Justin Bieber. Of course. Those are going to sell out, too. Milk it for all it's worth. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) So over the weekend, they were milking that jubilee for all it was worth (laughs) with the queen and all of her family there as, you know, I could not get over the crowds. I know. (laughs) Like unbelievable crowds uh, coming out to support the Platinum Jubilee. And the Queen was, you know, here for some events, not there for other events. Mobility issues, they said. But what they did at one point is they had this hologram of her 
inside the golden carriage from her ascension to the throne back in 1952. That was really cool to see, actually. Like, they had the hologram of her waving, and she's, like, the young queen that... Oh my, like it was, I was blown away by that. That was very cool. And then they had like over 6,000 different performers over the course of the weekend from dancers to musicians. I mean, Duran Duran was there, Rod Stewart, Diana Ross, uh, Queen. They had Ed Sheeran singing the song Perfect and this beautiful video montage of the Queen and her husband. I was watching that and I like just to see their life over the years and how they did start so young and their wedding and then the kids and you know, in all of these videos and photos, she's always smiling. Mm-hmm. She was just always so happy and smiling and like just very full of life. He, not so much. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't smile as much. But it just makes you look at her like through a different lens a little bit. Yeah, you know? I, I guess like you, you see her as a, as a real human yeah. and not just like this. She lived like a whole life, yeah. you know, yeah. like a mama and the whole thing. But yeah, I thought it was really well done. So I'm sure they all need a nice nap today <laughs> after everything that went on over the weekend. And that's what's trending. Stuntman's do Angie and Janelle. Ottawa's Move 100. I think there's one thing that no parent will ever debate. It's that parenting is hard. <laughs> it is the hardest job you will ever do, and you will always question whether you're doing it right. But it's even harder, I would imagine, when you're doing it on a global stage. Oh, my gosh. I cannot imagine. All eyes on you. Cameras. <sighs> Yeah, the royals, I mean, yes, they live a lavish lifestyle, but it, it can't, it's not all roses. No, it's not. And as we saw over the course of the weekend, the Platinum Jubilee, uh, you know, all eyes were on Will and Kate and their little kids. They're riding in carriages. They're at big, huge concerts and, you know, on balconies. And the kids, every move is going to be scrutinized. So all eyes were on Prince Louis, their youngest. He's four. And at the concert, he had some pretty precocious behavior going on. (laughs) I mean, if you haven't seen the videos, which are super duper viral and have caused debates, people like, okay, you know, he's four. But then other people saying he's four and he's a royal and maybe expecting more of him. Mm -hmm. But here he is and his mom, you know, God bless Kate. She's trying to be so calm and chill in this moment, but she's trying to talk to him because he's like jumping on his chair. He threw a pillow at one point. He pulled his cousin's hair. Mm -hmm. And then when mom is leaning in to talk to him, he puts his hand over her mouth. She takes that hand away. (laughs) He puts his other hand over her mouth. She takes that away and she's trying to stay calm. He starts waving his finger in her face, telling her to shush. Then he's got like the hand up uh, on his nose with his like sticking out his tongue like and then he's like sticking out his tongue and then he's like, you know, pouting and then she tries to talk to him again and he's just like waving his hand in her face. So eventually she has to take him out. Of the concert. And they go away for a while. <laughs> and then when he comes back in, he's sitting on his dad, Prince, or grandfather, Prince Charles' lap for a little bit. But even like their uh, cousin, uh, the rugby player who married one of them, uh, he had to look at Prince Louis at one point and give him the whole, I'm watching you, like, you know, yeah, eye like, to eye contact. Mm-hmm. So like, what do we think about this? You know, I I hate uh, being talked or being questioned about parenting advice because, like, I'm not a parent. I can't say that I would have done this or that because I literally have no idea. Mm-hmm. But I would be embarrassed if I was Kate because I kind of believe that he was like, you know, he is four years old. Yes, he's a kid. But I don't know if I'd be happy if my kid was doing that to me, like putting his hand over top of my mouth. Yeah. 
I mean, obviously you're not going to be happy with the behavior. Parents, I mean, uh, you know, if you say you've never been in a situation like this where your kid's embarrassing you, you'd be lying probably. (laughs) (laughs) You know, they do it at the most inopportune times. But I mean, I think the debate was that people are like, you know, you have all the money in the world. You have Mm -hmm. access to all the best nannies and this and that and behavior. I'm sure these little kids from very early on go through etiquette and whatever, you know, they're, they're molded and trained to fall in line you know, with the Royals, like they, they are expected to be a different level, right? Yeah, I think so. And so people were like, you know, it just goes to show you with all the money in the world, at the end of the day, kids are going to be jerks when they're going to be jerks. <laughs> and as a parent, you're going to have to deal with it. Unfortunately, when it's with global cameras on you, you know? Yeah. And watching Kate's every move. I mean, I think we can all agree. She stayed calm, cool, and collected. I don't think I have the patience of her. Like, <laughs> I, I could just I see those teeth gritted. <laughs> to see her clenched jaw. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she's trying to casually tuck her hair behind her ear. And, you know, in that moment, she's just like, God, give me a, give me a bone Kill here. Me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, like, so what is, your, what is your take on this? Do you expect more of these children? Do you expect more of this four-year-old, you know... Do you do you think that this is, you know, something that should be on another level? Or do you think it's just at the end of the day, they're just like us? You know? And they're just like us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's what the Royals want us to think. Yeah, right. <laughs> so what was your take on that video? If you saw it, you can give us a call 750-1100 or text it in to 10030. Well, the Royals can't be perfect all the time, can they? No. Do, do we need to cut them some slack for this video that has gone viral of four-year-old Louie uh, basically throwing a tantrum with, yeah. with mom Kate at the uh, one of the Jubilee events over the weekend? Yeah. So he's, you know, he, I mean, it goes beyond just the sticking out the tongue and he's putting his hand over his mom's mouth. I mean, that's, you know, okay, toddler stuff. But then he's jumping on his chair and he's throwing a pillow. He pulls his cousin's hair. Like he's starting <laughs> to get a little bit ruthless. Um, and so, you know, people had opinions as always. Moms will always be judged. Moms will always be shamed. I, in that moment, is just looking at Kate like, I see you, girl, and I feel you. <laughs> She's gritting her teeth and just trying to be so calm and chill. And I totally relate to her in that moment. We've all been there. But, uh, you know, someone texted into 10 30 and said, this as also a mom of three who are now adults a four-year-old does not care that he is a royal his behavior is normal for his age the only thing is i may have taken him out sooner Mm. (laughs) so you know that being said she kept her cool and you know didn't feed into his behavior and that i think is key and this is you know uh, the hard thing that you'll have to do as a parent is when your kids are being unruly like that and it doesn't matter if you're on a global stage all eyes on the Royals on Platinum Jubilee weekend, or if you're at the grocery store, or if you're at a restaurant. If your kid is jumping on a chair and like being, you know, reckless and pulling kids' hairs and things like that, you have to be willing to take them out regardless. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So, like, I remember one time my daughter, when she was super young, we were at like a big dinner at a restaurant for, with like a bunch of family members, grandparents, this, that, whatever. And she was just like knocking stuff over and like throwing stuff and like just being crazy. Like in that moment, like no teeth gritting or calm talking to her was going to help her. And I walked her out of the restaurant and I made her stand in the corner <laughs> of like the front doors to the restaurant. Wow, yeah. Like in the, and I just stood there with my arms crossed and I made her face the wall. <laughs> and people are walking by coming into the restaurant. I'm like, hi, good evening. How are you? <laughs> my kids just sitting there with her face in brick. <laughs> 
And I was like, this is what we got to do. And lo and behold, she calmed down. We went in and she was gold for the rest of the time. And every other parent walking by you gets it, understands (laughs) it, right? Yeah. And someone was like, oh, I watch you on TV in the morning. And I was like, oh, here we go. So I totally feel Kate, but you have to be a parent first and not worry about the optics second, right? Yeah. It it is what it is. This is another suggestion that maybe the Royals could have done. Um, It was texted in to us at 10 0 30 and he says, you know, this happens when any child is expected to act like an adult and in an adult venue, an adult activity. Like, what yeah. more can you ask of a four-year-old? So this person suggests, you know, maybe don't even take him to a concert like that. Yeah. Why is he there? I mean, he's probably tired. It's a long day. Yeah. Right? And there was a ton of performances. Like, I don't think anyone would have scrutinized him if they just brought the two older kids mm-hmm. and left him with a nanny. Like, for real. But, like, let's be real. We know we have them. And they have yeah. them. <laughs> they got one or two probably <laughs> waiting in the wings. Uh, and I love this commented that you know like if you look back at photos of like even prince charles i saw over the weekend like stuff of him because they were going back through the queen's life and like he was precocious yeah and then you see photos of william and he's got his tongue stuck out but i think we can all agree that maybe prince louis was just channeling his inner inner uncle harry (laughs) this past weekend because harry has done it all (laughs) move mornings with stuntman Stu, angie and janelle on move 100 trending well it is a face that you have seen for nearly a century it is the face of ann turner cook and if you don't know who that is all you have to do is look at any gerber baby product oh and that iconic sketched angelic looking baby face is on the label And Anne Turner Cook just passed away at 95. She was only five months old back in 1928 when her mother's neighbor drew that charcoal sketch of her face and submitted it to Gerber's baby food contest way back then. And they fell in love with it and has have kept it for that many years That's since. Wild. Yeah. So they paid tribute to her over the weekend on social media, saying many years before becoming an extraordinary mother, teacher, writer, etc., her smile and expressive curiosity captured the hearts of everyone everywhere and will continue to live on as a symbol for all babies. So they're not changing it. Wow. Mm-hmm. Very cool. I didn't know the story behind that no. baby's face. Yeah. My kids are all Gerber babies. So uh, many of you know the eatthis.com brand. So they have like grocery guides. They have best-selling books, TV shows, mm-hmm. eat this, not that, etc. So they had a fast food cheeseburger taste test. And they put their experts to the test on this because there's a lot of people that will debate who has the best burger, right? Mm -hmm. People love to debate that with food uh, always. So here is what they come up with. The top five rankings of the best cheeseburgers you can buy. So I'll start number five. Number five is McDonald's. Oh, Okay, I thought they'd be higher up on the list. Nope, down the list. So number four, I've never eat, eaten here. They have them in Toronto, I guess, Mississauga and out west. Smashburger. You ever had a yeah, Smashburger? No, I don't know what that is. No, apparently it ranks number four. Three is Wendy's. Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Number two is apparently Shake Shack. I've heard of this. Never eaten there. I've never eaten there. Apparently, they just now have them in Toronto. They're finally coming here. Okay. But apparently huge in the States. Mm-hmm. And the number one cheeseburger, as voted by the experts, Five Guys. 
Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. They do. I got to say, I've only eaten there once before and I was, uh, yeah, I was like, they make this a is good a burger. great burger. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so there you go. You're looking for something to try? Apparently Five Guys is the one. It's time. Are you ready? Word Wars on Move 100. Okay. It's time for Word Wars 2 is off today. So I'll play for both contestants. Who's going to play with us today? We have Tanya and Jason on the line. Tanya made it through first. We'll let her pick her categories. Good morning. Hi, Tanya. Hi. Hello. So you get first choice of categories. We'll tell you what they are, and you decide which one you think is going to go well for you, okay? Okay. Thank you to Antonio Lenzo, who sent in our categories. We have words that end in Z or words that end in A. Ooh, A or Z? A. A. Okay. Words that end in A. Here we go. You go for massages and facials at the... Uh, parlor? No. no. Like, where do you go to have a what? Uh, therapist? Uh, no. Therapy. No, like you're going to get your nails done, your hair done, a facial. A salon? No, okay, skip it. Uh, okay, so the book that used to tell us all of the definitions of words? Encyclopedia. Yes, you go to the hockey what to watch a game? Arena. Yeah, and uh, you, um, these are little, little green things, they're vegetables, tiny little green Asparagus, peas. Yes, good. You got, got peas, peas yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay, we got stuck on the spa. Oh, spa. <laughs> <laughs> Dancing all around it, but we didn't get it. Uh, so, uh, yeah, you ended up with three. Uh, three. Yeah, we'll okay. see how that holds up, okay? Okay, hang on the line. And we're going to go to Jason. Good morning, Jason. Hey, good morning. Hey, so we have to beat three to steal a win on your side, Okay. Okay, okay. Okay. Your category again is words that end in Z. Okay. O- okay. Okay. Here we go. The Wizard of Oz. Yes. Uh, what what do bees say? Buzz. Yes. Good. Buzz. Yeah. Uh, this is when the type of music they play saxophones and all kinds of. Uh, oh. Type of music when they. Okay, skip it. Uh, you have a, a pop what in school? Not an exam, but a pop quiz. Yes. Uh, this is a type of dance where two people are going around and holding oh, jazz. a. Jazz? Uh, what did he say? He said, did he jazz. say jazz, jazz there? Yeah, he oh, okay. did. Okay. <laughs> so jazz was the music I was trying to do with the saxophones. But So does that count? Well, I guess. As a word? Yeah, okay. I'd already okay. given them the clue. So. All right. Okay. So All we'll, right. That, you, that cinches the win for you. That's four? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> we were looking for waltz anyway. It was a waltz. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So tell Jason what he's won then. Well, Jason, you are off to the movies. We've got a pair of passes, treats for two to Landmark Cinemas for movie lovers. Tickets and showtimes at LandmarkCinemas.com. Awesome. Thanks so much. Enjoy. I turn them on every morning when I wake up. Ottawa's Move 100. When was the last time you heard this? Show starts in eight minutes. Yum, yum. It's time for a tasty and refreshing snack. (laughs) 
gosh, that just sounds old. Yeah, well, it's from like the 60s. But I mean, that's what they do at the drive-in. They still play that old like little intermission thing with the hot dog, jumping into the hot dog bun and like the, the drinks dancing around. Come to the concession stand now. <laughs> Spend your money. Oh, gosh. I can't remember the last time I was at a drive-in. I went to Port Emsley. I think it must have been about six, seven years ago. Yeah. That's the last one I've been at. It's it's been longer for me since I've been to a drive-in. Oh, like easily close to 10 years. But I think, you know, drive-ins have really had a resurgence in the last couple of years thanks to the pandemic. They Mm kind of became popular again. And today is like National Drive-In Movie Theater Day. Oh, is it now? Mm -hmm. I remember going. I mean, it was such a treat going as a kid. And I remember my favorite part of it all was the fact that we could go out in our pajamas and... We were always there early because my dad always wanted to get like the best spot possible. (laughs) And so my mom would let us go play at the little playground in the drive-in area in our pajamas. And I just thought it was so cool to be outside at a drive-in with other kids running around playing. And we were all in our pajamas. I thought that was Well, you're way past your bedtime when you go to the drive-in too, right? Like, like, especially in the summer, it doesn't get dark until like 9, 930. That's when the first film is actually even starting. We never made it to the second one. (laughs) No. No. My sister and I be crashed in the back. But that was like part, like we had like a huge station wagon, right? And then like we would have like a whole blanket bed Mm -hmm. set up in the back. Like, it's funny when I took my kids not too long ago, I just don't think I have the right car for it. Because yeah. my kids are kind of like, I can't see over your seat. And like, you know, like it just didn't feel as like wide open and spacious as it used to. Yeah, I never went as a kid. And the thing is, it's kind of weird because we grew up about 10 minutes away from a drive-in. And I mean, the closest theater to us was well over an hour drive away. So we didn't even go to the drive-in a lot as kids for some reason. I don't know. My parents, I guess, just didn't want to take us. So it was when I was a teenager that I spent like a ton of mm. time there. Once our friends could finally start driving. Sunday night is the car load night everybody you can cram into a vehicle gets in for like 10 20 bucks whatever it was <laughs> but you know my friends they all had pickup trucks so mm. we'd have like air mattresses in the back people were throwing couches on the back of their of their pickup trucks and we'd park at the back the rowdy crew the bunch and it just be like it's it's all about the setup for me when you're at the drive oh totally some people have it totally dialed in like I, you know you look over a car beside you and they have like screens on all of the windows of because you want to put the windows down because otherwise you die of like stealth heat (laughs) it's like a sauna in there if it's like a hot summer night and so they have like screens in each of the windows so the bugs don't keep the bugs out like that's a thing yes a hundred percent. I watched all these cars and I'm like, that is brilliant. That's brilliant. There's people that had like a full on screened in gazebo in the bed of the flatbed truck sitting in there in their <laughs> lawn chairs. And I was like, this is how you drive in. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Sitting in there, like not even thinking about it, keeping my kids in a sauna when they can't even see. <laughs> Real fun movie night, mom. This is a shock they haven't asked to go back. <laughs> Move mornings with Stuntman Stu, Angie, and Janelle on Move One Hundred. What's trending? Today is the day. Beebs Brew launches at Tim Hortons. If you are in the drive-thru right now, you might be able to get some. It's been steeped for sixteen hours for you. This iced coffee. Wow. Mm-hmm. It's just Justin Bieber's favorite. He likes his coffee cold. This is like a French vanilla flavor that he picked. And again, with that comes the return of the Tim Biebs. Oh, uh, okay, yes. If you can find them. <laughs> Good. We wish you luck. We know how this went last time. <laughs> and it seems that even if you have uh, Biebs Brew and Tim Biebs and all the popularity in the world, you still can't get into a restaurant without a reservation. <laughs> 
So Justin Bieber was in New York City over the weekend with his wife Haley, and he had just played a sold-out show at the Barclays and tried to go to a steakhouse called Carbone in New York, and it's like the top restaurant in the city. Okay. And they turned them away. <laughs> really? They had to do the walk of shame. Oh. <laughs> They're like, sorry, don't have a reservation. We can't accommodate you. So it doesn't matter how much money you have. You can't always get in. Okay, yeah. That's good. <laughs> they had to go to another restaurant. They didn't let it put a damper on anything, but it just like everyone always thinks that a celebrity walks in and they get the best table There's in the house. There's always a table for them. Like, yeah, what are you supposed to do? Just nope. interrupt some couple and say, I'm sorry, you need to get out. Yeah. Justin Bieber is here. <laughs> I'm sorry, Justin. You're not on the guest list. You'll have to leave. So uh, if you've been watching Stranger Things, as many people have they have dropped the fourth season and the first part of it anyway i guess the second part's coming later oh yeah it's frustrating there's two more episodes that will be released july 1st okay so i mean so many people are totally wrapped up in this but if you watch that very first episode of this new season you may have noticed this song being featured quite a bit so that is kate bush and that title is from 1985, that track. It's called Running Up That Hill. So back in the day when it was released, it never even cracked the top 30 on Billboard. Never came close to number one. But now, thanks to Stranger Things, that tune has hit the number one spot on the charts. I It's so <laughs> weird because it's now showing up on like playlists curated for me for from like Spotify. <laughs> I'm like, what is happening? Like, I've never even heard of this song before. It rocketed to the number one spot on iTunes, which is unbelievable. The entire soundtrack itself is like in the top five on iTunes, but thanks to her song, I guess. And she is thanking people. She's like a huge fan of the show herself, but um, she's like, wow, a whole new generation, like almost 40 years old, that song. Well, now she's going to make some really killer cash on it too, right? (laughs) Hello. Wild. I don't know. Thank you, Stranger Things. (laughs) And that's what's trending. I got the feels. And it feels good. It's a feel-good moment to kick off your workday. Angie's All the Feels on Move 100. Well, at school pickup last week, Cassandra Ritter's 12-year-old son Brody just wasn't his usual self. He just wanted to listen to music, didn't want to talk. So she's trying to keep the mood light, and she was asking her son about his yearbook because earlier that day she got an email from the school saying that kids would be bringing them home that day. Grade 6 yearbook, so he'd be heading off into grade 7. So she said, well, did you get lots of signatures? And his eyes instantly filled with tears. And he said that he'd asked the kids in his class if they would sign the yearbook but some flat out said no and a couple of his classmates wrote down their names but like no message with it at all I mean the yearbook is all about reading those messages so uh, he handed his mom his yearbook to look at when they got home and she took a look and what she saw made her heart sink because he wrote a note to his own self in the yearbook and it said I hope you make some more friends and he signed it Brody like his own yearbook So, I mean, mom says he loves chess. He loves fencing. He loves dinosaurs. He usually sits alone at lunch. He plays by himself at recess. She said his peers don't really understand his interests. He's super intellectual. Kids in his age group have trouble relating to him. They tease him about his ears sticking out or that he's too skinny, etc. So she said he already cries pretty much every day. But last week after seeing the yearbook, she just reached her breaking point and she posted on the school's Facebook page for the parents, the parents group. So she said, 
My poor son doesn't seem like things are getting any better for him. Two teachers and a total of two students wrote in his yearbook. And despite Brody asking all kinds of kids to sign it, um, they wouldn't. So Brody took it upon himself to write to himself. And then she posted the photo of it. And she said, my heart is shattered. Teach your kids kindness, please. And she didn't think anything would come of it. And then the next day she got a text from Brody while he was at school And he said, Mom, Facebook this. And he sent her a photo of his yearbook filled with signatures and messages. Things like, hey, dude, you're awesome. Stay that way. Brody, you are the kindest little kid. You are loved. Don't listen to anyone who tells you different. Brody, I hope you have an amazing summer. You're worth it. And you matter. Just really nice messages that had come in from... 8th graders, 11th graders, all of these kids, like not even in his own class. The older kids who get it. And he said that kids who had previously refused to write in his yearbook were suddenly lining up to sign it. And she said his exact words to her was, Mom, this is the best day ever. Some kids even put their phone numbers for him to contact them over the summer. So she said, in the end, Brody can't stop smiling now. He's already excited for seventh grade where he was dreading it before. And he's just on cloud nine. So that's a good happy ending there. And you know what? All it took was for her to say to the parents, talk to your kids, which obviously they did. Mm -hmm. And then the next day, the kids were who they should have been in the beginning, you Mm -hmm. know? Oh, love that. And that's all the feels on Move 100.